Hello, welcome to the Everton Daily Extra. Mike, this might get a new name soon, but just right yeah. now, this is what it is for, today. For the time being. For the time being, this is what it is. Jack, with me in the studio, it is, uh, it's very warm. We've got a fan with a bit of oscillation on, Jack, so every now and again you get a little blast. That's nice quite little nice. breeze coming past nice every few seconds. Breeze. Yeah, and it is, but it is very warm outside and it's very warm in the studio with all these lights on. But hey, ho, hope you're all having a good summer. No Everton to ruin it, um, which is always a bonus, isn't it? Always a bonus. Is it 15 days? That's how long ago it was now, the, the Bournemouth game? Yeah, is, I think so. It? Yeah, it was nice to have some good footy the other night as well, you know, <laughs> yeah, watch. Yeah, just where you watch. Like, for me anyway, I weren't bothered to do one sort of, just yeah. put, put like a good game of like high quality footy on and just watch it and just enjoy it. It's like the first game of footy of like enjoyed, enjoyed in, for like, a while. well over a year. <laughs> Fair play. Fair play. Um, Fabrizio Romano has said, I mean, basically, what he's done there is just recycled news we had out last week. But there you go. Um, no, this has been bouncing around for a while, hasn't it? Everton are very interested in Musa Dembele. Well, they were in January. I imagine that hasn't gone away, given he's a free transfer as well. Um, he was brilliant at Celtic, wasn't he? And then when he first went to Leon, he was really good. And then sailed off. So, look, he's been so up and down think? for Leon, hasn't he? Because obviously, he came in from Celtic, smashed it at Celtic after moving there from Fulham. Went to Leon, I think his first two seasons he'd done really well. And then in the middle of it, he had quite a poor season as well. And he got loaned to Atletico Madrid and didn't, didn't really play anything. there either. And then he came back, and so last season, so uh, like the 21 22, yeah. he came in again and got 20 goals again. So he sort mm. of bounced back. And then this year, I think he's had a few injuries to start the season off, so he never really. Yeah got running and then by that time Lacazette had come back in and really re-established did, himself really in that side and has smashed it in terms of goals this season so I think he's not really had much of a look in this year mm. Dembele so although his, his goal return to, compared to appearances isn't very flattering that mm. might not really tell the full story and if you look at his career when he has had a, a full season of football and when he has been started he's generally done quite well hasn't he mm. yeah yeah and again we know well, we sort of know um, that Everton are, haven't got like tons of money to spend. This time. Everton will spend money. Everton will bring players in, but we're gonna have to look around and see what's what, aren't we? And at the age he's at, twenty six, it's a good age. Free transfer. You know, he's obviously we've got Dominic Calvert Lewin who's struggling a little bit um, in terms, you know, in terms of fitness and, and all of that the stuff that goes with that for the last two years I think this I think he would make I think he'd make a decent addition especially if Everton are, we believe or we're led to believe rather Everton are looking at two centre forwards to go with Dominic Calvert-Lewin so so to immediately get one of them for zero transfer fee it seems like intelligent business doesn't it the only <laughs> thing that's going round really is that maybe he'll have a slightly higher agent fee or wages or something like that because they know we're not putting down the transfer fee but even if you look at it like okay say he's getting his agents getting four or five million mm. four or five treat that as the transfer fee then mm. and that's still a very good piece of business i'd still class that as a Musa Dembele is a safer transfer than, say, Giocherez mm. at Coventry, another player we've been linked to. I think he's probably a safer option and probably about a fifth of the price, really, mm. if, you, if you're counting yeah. the agent fee or whatever it'll be as the as the transfer fee. Mm. So 
Yeah, I think it'd be a very intelligent piece of business, Revan. It's not a guaranteed success. No. But generally, when he's been given the reins, he's been allowed to start, and he started the majority of games. He's done very well over in France. He's done well in Scotland as well. I know that's not quite the same bar, mm. but that was early in his career. He was quite young then as well. So, yeah, I think it'd just be an intelligent piece of business. And like you say, if we're looking to bring in another striker as well, if you can immediately get one of them for basically nothing, mm. it's a good start, isn't it? Yeah, we do. We do have to. I think for everyone's mental health as well, um, and as well as just being able to put down markers for how we intend to move forward, getting someone in quickly and in time for pre-season training, I think always picks everybody up. Always makes people feel a little bit better, and it's better for obviously Sean Dyche and his coaching staff to have a new player in on day one and integrate them into the club and all. And I just think if Everton will be looking to offload Neil Malpai this summer, absolutely they will. The Ella Sims thing we know is it's up in the air. There's clubs sniffing around them. So therefore, for me, I think I think he'd be a decent addition. And you're right, he, he's he's been a little bit up and down at times with the goals, but still think. In terms of his attributes, um, I think his attributes would be what we need as well. He's over six foot, can move. A little bit of pace, mm-hmm. a bit strong. Not not quite Calvert-Lewin, not a no. carbon copy, but mm. more similar to him than Malpe, for example. Yeah. And then getting him in early as well would be so beneficial because then, because he is slightly different to what we've got, mm. you can obviously train with him then and work around him and lay an alter play to his strengths and at the same time try and teach him how to fit into our sides. So that would be beneficial as well. Yeah, absolutely. Everton have been linked, obviously, with um, Beto as well, Beto, whatever you want to say, at Udinese. Obviously, that's 20 million plus probably for him. Um He's had, he, he is good, looks a good striker, but he did have a bad injury, he's had a thigh injury. And is he I able am, to come back from that? He come back towards the end of the season, yeah, yeah. Um, in fact, he had it the year bef- the back end of the year before, and last season he was he was suffered a couple of setbacks with it at times. He did play games as well, like, but 20 plus million for him. When you've already got a striker, he's twenty-five, like don't get yeah. Wrong. When you've already got a striker who's quite injury-prone, and obviously we put down big money weekly on his wages, mm. it's it's quite a risk to bring in another one for big money on twenty million. That's probably more than our current transfer budget. That'd probably be some of whatever we made through sales, if we make any. Mm. If you were to make a signing of that stature, so to put that amount of money down for a player who does a, a recurring fire issue. Mm. It sounds like repeating past mistakes a little bit, doesn't it? Yeah. I mean, he might listen. I, again, I don't know the ins and outs of his thigh issue. It might have just been he didn't quite get it right. Um, but he did. He had, he did double figures both seasons in uh, Serie A, 11-28 in his first season. He got he still got 10-33 in last season, 1-3. in um, So he's, you know, 21-63 for Udinese. So he's, he's, not, he's not doing too badly there. Um, overall, what is he? Fifty-five and one hundred and forty-six. So, one in what? What? One in three? Yeah, he a little bit like better, a, a than, little one better than one in three. That's right. The way he crosses, that's across his career. So, um, you know, let's have a look at that compared. You know, compared with Musa Dembele's record. Well, Dembele this, this is, is all of his twenty-six. His professional first team games played. Mm. 
His goal scored in this, and I'm not put under 21 or anything. No, no, no. Uh, sure this is all competition. Yeah. So 325 games, 133 goals scored, 28 assists. His feet is free, and he's 26 years of age. So. Yeah. All in all, it's a, it's, a, it's a decent goal return. Well, that's another one. He's not a proper he's... number nine. He's not just like a goal scorer. He's, no, well, he's, he's mobile, he's another, isn't he? So. He's another one in three. Yeah. Isn't he? So, okay. Now, we'd all love one in one, like Haaland is, and, or one in two. But just right now, wherever now, we've got to, we've got to manage that, how we, can, how we can do it. And I think both of these strikers, and I'd love both of them, by the way, and Dom, imagine if they were your front three. And now, obviously... People will question, can we carry three strikers? But Sean Dykes does play two up front at times. So, and two of those strikers would have had injuries, wouldn't he? So, you've got to look at it that way, haven't you? Um, so, yeah. I don't know. I mean, what, what are your thoughts? With I mean, that? looking at his goal record there, that, that's better than one in three. So, if, that, mm. if he carried that into the Premier League, that would be around like 13, 14 goals. That's a brilliant return for the team who were in our position last year because that could mean at least 10 more points, mm. which just completely changes the fabric of your season. And yeah, I think you're absolutely right. We definitely need two strikers and they might not all get on the pitch at the same time if we bring in, say, say for argument's sake, Dembele and Beto and Calvert-Lewin. Say he's 50, won't all get on the pitch at the same time because we will have injuries in them and you do have to rotate as well. And it's also nice to have different options for different games and different styles. Be able to play two up top, be able to play one, but push them up a bit higher. And obviously, we've had two strikers with two sort of different profiles this year, but we didn't really come up with different ways to play. We just sort of tried to replicate how we normally play, but with Malpe up top, and that didn't work. But if you do it properly, you bring them in to start a pre-season, you work out, okay, this is what you're good at. This is what you're going to do when you're in the side. And then you build the team around that as well. Mm. So you can have different styles of play. You can have different options. And I think that's the main thing. Because obviously we need at least one striker. But I think what we had last season is we had a striker at the club, a very good striker. But he was injured. Yeah. So then you, so then it's, well, you know, you need another one, isn't it? And you don't want to just bank on that. You don't just want to bring in Dembele and bank on him being fit. Because if he's not fit and there's also a high chance Calvert-Lewin's not fit, you're back to square one and you're recalling Sims from his loan to whoever we've sent him to this year or Tom Cannon. Mm. So I do think we need two strikers and that might mean one of them doesn't start that many games at the start of the season while everyone's fit, but that's just the position we're in. What would you do with Tom Cannon? Because obviously there was um, reports last week that Preston have had a couple of meetings with Everton. Um, to take him back for the year. Obviously, he ended up with eight goals, didn't he, for Preston in the half a season. Done very well. Ryan Lowe really likes him. Um, so, therefore, I know there's people saying they want him in the Everton squad and keep him and all of that stuff that goes with that. But is there a, is there a slight danger that we hamper his development by keeping him with us for the year because he's not gonna be he's not gonna be the start, you know, start and centre forward. Um so I mean what what would you do with him? Well I mentioned you're gonna have strikers and one of them's not gonna play every week mm. and that does really need to be the case, but I don't think that should be Tom Cannon because like you say that would hamper his development. And I think there's a very good talent in Tom Cannon. Mm. You know, 
what was it, eight goals in the half season. Yeah. So if he was there for the full year, you're looking at, no, it doesn't always work like this, but you're looking at 16 goals mm. for, what, a 19, 20-year-old mm. in the championship. That's a very good return. That shows he's absolutely on the right track to be in a quality Premier League player. So for me, I'd just like to see him go out and just play every week. Just keep that development going. Maybe even send them to a championship team slightly higher up than Preston. Test them at the next level. So don't think he's ready for Premier League football every week. But is he ready to play at the top end of the championship? But they, I suppose, they had a, they had a good. They looked like they were going to get in the playoffs, didn't he? Um, and therefore, they just fell away the last couple of games. I thought two or three games. Um. And therefore, they will be, well, hoping, I guess, that they're going to be involved in the playoffs again and aiming for that again. And if he, if they, I guess if they have him for the full season, they might think he'll yeah, fire true, us into true. that. And that means he'll, because he's not going to, let's let's be brutally honest, right? He's not going to get a Premier League loan, is he? Because no. if we're a team that just stayed up and we're saying we're not using him, then why, why would anyone else use him? So does that, does that to, uh, does that, you know, that thing of like, what you do with them? Then we keep him, and he doesn't play. And I know people will be going, "Well, why can't we use him in our squad?" But it's about development, isn't it? Now we might come back pre-season, right? Might be brilliant in the pre-season, trains really well, and Dykes looks and goes, "Actually, you know what? I'm keeping him with us. He's going to be our third striker. Train with us, obviously. Every course you will use him." You know, and he's going to be one of me, so whatever. And that's fine. If he's good enough to do it, brilliant. But I don't want us to just keep him in the way we did with Ella Sims early, which we just kept Sims because we had no money. We didn't really have any other options and we didn't give him a go. Go ahead, Ned. Uh, we've got a super chat from yeah. Chambers, 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 Chicken Coop, fair yeah. play. Uh, yeah. Nice one for the super chat. They say, if you can pick one to stay and one to leave, who would it be? Pickford or Onana? So two sellable, probably our biggest sellable well, assets. Only real sellable yeah. assets. If you could pick one to stay and one to leave, which would it be? Let's move it over to Jack. <laughs> so I, ahead, Jack. I would keep Jordan Pickford and sell Onana. I think with Onana, I think the money that we'd probably get for him, you see in 60 million spoken about, mm. I think that's more than what he's worth on his current ability. So obviously teams are buying for his potential. Yeah, of course. Whereas Jordan yeah, Pickford, if, even if you get around 50 million, what he's worth to our side, I do think he played a massive role in keeping us up the last two years. I think we probably would struggle to get a goalkeeper as good as him. There are goalkeepers out there mm. that are as good as him that probably are attainable to Everton, but would they go and get them? Would they go and get a Lafont mm. or a Lovakovic or you know a, yeah. a goalkeeper who's a bit of an unknown quantity? I don't know if they would. So to me, I think we'd probably get a bit more thrown on and miss him less. Yeah, it's a it's a difficult one, isn't it? Because obviously. The whole thing about it is like you just said, he's been you know, he's our goalie, he's been our goalie for six years, he's been instrumental in us staying up the last two years. He's had I think he's had a brilliant two and a half years. I really do. I think before then he was erratic at times, he was brilliant in some games and you couldn't rely on him in, in some games because his head seems to just go in games. But I, I don't think that's been an issue for two and a half years. I think in the main he's performed quite high of a high standard, really. Um, is the better, yeah. You know, th- there's this thing with Pickford and Pope and Ramsdale and people, who's the best? I still think he's the best of the three. I'm not saying in two years he'll be better and Ramsdale might be better in two years, I don't know, but what I've seen of Ramsdale 
I'm not that impressed, I'll be honest. I think if Arsenal had a better goalie, they'd have won the league. Or being close to it. So, well, they were close to it. I think they might have won it. Or, you know, being within a couple so of points. But he's a good... But Ramsdale is good and he's younger. So we will... You know, if he settles down, stops making silly errors, he will get better. So it's not a big... I haven't got a blind spot for Jordan Pickford. Because right now for Everton, he's doing really well. My issue is, seeing him link with Manchester United yesterday, and it said something along the lines of United are ready to pay £30 million for him. It's like, then they can jog on then. Yeah. He's England's number one goalie, and he's our he's our keeper, and he's got a, he's just signed a new contract. So, for me, he's at least forty million pound. Whether people might laugh and go, it's not worth that. That's what he's in fact he's probably worth more to Everton than that. Onana, and again, sorry, just for, to finish Pickford off. I'm sure Everton could go and get a good steady goalie for ten to fifteen million quid, who who we wouldn't notice massively the drop off as in because he's steady and reinvent you know put reinvest the rest of the money back into the squad but Pickford is he's, there's a lot with Pickford he's the character and the way he is and all of that you so there is a, rely on yeah, there's a lot of different things that set him aside from just getting a random in um, because I'm basically covering myself there if he does go to United <laughs> to say the world isn't over uh, as for Onana listen it, brilliant getting him in the kid's got loads of potential, high ceiling, I think. Was he great all season? No. There was times when he looked great. There was times when he wasn't in the game. No amount of doing this will replace... Make up for a poor performance. Stuff. Exactly. Um, and you never want to sell players, of course. As you're a football club, you want to build. You're looking at other clubs building. You know, Aston Villa have just got Yori Thielemans on a free. Well, they've already got a... The building, like I said, you know, they've got a, a side that's done well, and they've now put a good, really good player on top of that. And yet, you're looking at us, and we're going, "Can we get a free transfer of a striker?" And so, then selling one of your big potential players, obviously, said, "Well, it doesn't," but it feels like the wrong, the wrong thing to do. However, we don't have a big pot of money, and if we did get a bit of sixty million pound for Amadou Onana. And we could reinvest the you know the majority of that back in, or certainly pay whatever he's due, and that other money can go back in, and then you're creative. He may be the one that you would sell. Yeah, I think with Onana, who I'm quite a big fan of as well. By the way, I don't want anyone to think I'm slagging him off here, but I think if he gets anywhere near his potential in the next few years, he won't be at Everton because Everton won't be a Champions League club in the next few years. And I think that's what teams are looking at him for. That's his sort of um, presumed ability or potential, rather. So he's either going to move on, and I think we all know that, or he's not going to hit his potential. He's not going to hit the heights we all think he can. And it's a weird one with Onana because he arguably doesn't get in our starting eleven if you're prioritising James Garner over him, potentially. You know, there's times at the end of the season where he'd, he'd been dropped. But then on the other hand, some of the best individual performances we've seen from an Everton player this season also came from Onana, if mm. you look at, at the Arsenal game or the Southampton game. So it is a weird one, and you can just tell how he's very talented, but very raw, and some things just don't come quite as naturally to him as others, you know, in terms of taking too much time on mm. the ball. Just like Sean Dyche said in his first day, uh, post-match press conference like he needs to understand the other things of the game he needs to know the dark sides a bit more he just it's the intelligence like the ability and the physicality is all there but he just needs to sharpen his mind a little bit 
and that'll come with experience and working under a manager like Sean Dyche. But in the meantime, if teams are looking at him thinking, we'll give you double what you paid for him and we don't have money to spend, I wouldn't like to see him go, but I'd like to see Everton flip a player for twice the profit. Well, that's got to be the aim, hasn't it? It's got to be the aim with, you know, with, I mean, again, you don't want to be in a, in a place where every play you get, you're looking to flip and go, well, we'll sell him and or the world, but, you know, we'll sell him in a year and because how do you build? But what Everton needs to get into a position, in my opinion, is we need to bring players in, two or three of them, with the intention that one of them we are flipping, the other two can grow into the team and then when we flip the one the next couple come in and they go and then all of a sudden you've got five six in that team that you've built and, and two you can sell for double money or certainly make a profit on and reinvest that's the only way Everton get out of this Everton do not get out of this situation any any other way the you know profit and sustainability or FFP as it's known has changed this summer but European, I'm not sure. I need to ask John. I don't know enough of it, so don't ask me questions on it because I honestly haven't got a clue. Um, just right now because I haven't read the bit on it, but that's already changing for European clubs. So I don't know whether that's changing in the Premier League, but it won't change to this to the place where Everton can just go. We can do whatever off we the want. Book, yeah. No. So we have to come up with a new plan, and the new plan has to be and us as a fan base, if Everton bring in. Two players who we look and go, why have they got him? We have to just trust the process and go, okay. If Everton bringing young, younger players and people haven't heard of, we can't lose our shit and go, what's going on? This is a joke that because they could be players with potential. Brighton players, you know, imagine if Everton would have signed Mitoma from you know, he was playing in a in a university league. And Everton get paid four million. Our fans, some, not our, some of our fans would be fuming. This is a joke. This is this. This is that. And we've been a little bit like that. We've only been a bit like that because we were sold something totally different. We were sold when the Sherry come in that them days were, you know, we were, he said himself on more than one occasion, as long as I'm here, money will never be an issue. Well, quite clearly it is an yeah, issue, isn't it? It's an issue. Long, it? Well, it's an issue because he's going out and, um, Looking for investments, so it's yeah, quite so clearly it's quite an clearly issue. Clearly an issue, isn't it? You know, and again, he didn't know that. He didn't know that Russia were, were going to engage in a war, which has obviously slowed his funds down with Usmanov, and that you know whether it that's either direct investment for Alisher Usmanov or certainly Everton lost a big sponsorship every single year, which which crept into the. You know, which damaged us. Of course, it did thirty odd million pounds from USM every year was helping Everton. Of course, um, so so the sands have shifted a little bit, and we have to find another way that we can we can do business and improve. Yeah, well, the thing is, you can't blame Machiri for the situation costing him money, but um, yeah, you can't blame him for the situation in in Russia that like he couldn't have predicted that, but. We shouldn't have been dependent on that. The club had no cash flow outside of that. No. There was no, you know, like you say, we weren't flipping the occasional player. We weren't bringing players in who could be moved on 
And I know people hated the word sell on value for a little bit because it's, it was a bit of a buzzword on Everton Twitter. But I think what pe- what people took from that versus what it actually meant is people thought sell on value meant um, how you're looking to sell them. Whereas it means players that you can sell if you need to. It means if they don't work, you can move them on. Like Moise Keane was terrible for Everton, but because he had sell on value because he was a young player, we could get our money back. Yeah, yeah. Tossum was terrible for Everton. And by the time he left, he was, what, 29, 30? The only teams that had taken were Turkish teams because though that's the only league he's ever played well in. That's a player with no sell-on value. And it'd be nice to have four or five players when we think, oh, yeah, we'll we'll flip one of these. And, you know, like, um, we, we, can keep, we can keep the majority of them. But right now we're in a position where we only have one of those players, really, yeah. who's a, a big sellable asset, and that's Onana. But I think it's funny you mentioned patience with these players who mm. come through and, you know, they've got talent, but they're not all that. Because I think Onan is a player that there does need to be more patience with because people have been very quick to write You've just off. said sell him. How much patience have you got? I'm, messing, I'm thinking I'm sell him because he's a good player and better teams will want him. Yeah. yeah, but like, yeah. he's a player no, that's right, yeah. been written off as average by some and, you know, people have forgot his, his strong performances and his skills. So, you know, you can be frustrated with a player, you know, making the same not, mistake. Sorry, Jack, but do you not think sometimes that's just people wanting, pe- people knowing Everton's predicament and then going, well, we've invested a lot of money in him and we needed him to be at this. If you look at like, and I know it's a different player and I know the circumstances are totally different and all that, but someone like Bruno Gamera's at Newcastle, who come in for, I think they pay 40 million for him um, and he's come in but he's been able to be to drive Newcastle. Don't get me wrong, he's not brilliant all the time, but he he controls the way they play him. And I know he's a bit older, and I, I Onana. You know, if you've known about Onana, you knew that he hadn't played a lot of football. He was basically very sub. little first team. Eleven starts he had the year before. A lot. He played thirty odd games, but it was subs. You know, Tom Davis has ended with twenty something appearances last season, but I think he only started four games or something like that. So today, there's a coming on with three minutes to go isn't an appearance really is it so and it's not I don't I'm not saying those people are wrong because they shouldn't have had what I'm saying is when you're just looking at it and you've invested a pot of money you want that main pot of money to be dragging you through say Absolutely. like Onana would have been Decore at the end of the season and Onana would have got five goals and two assists and really affected it I think a lot of people would be going brilliant absolutely brilliant but he he isn't that type of player, is he? So it, it, that's where I think the frustration comes a little bit. It's yeah. not his fault, and it's not it's not the people's fault who's frustrated. Either they might have thought they were getting a different version of what we've got, maybe. Now, I've got zero problem with people saying, why isn't he playing better? He should be doing better. Why yeah. isn't he playing like he did a few months ago? I've got zero issue with that, because they'd be mm. right in saying that. They'd be right to expect more and demand more, but mm. just... I'm just more addressing it to some of the harsher criticisms I've seen of people <laughs> saying, like, well, we wouldn't miss him. Well, I think he's bang average, yeah. stuff like that. But aren't they just saying, I mean, again, not defend that, I'm defending anyone. But what I'm saying is, aren't they just saying that, like, I mean, you basically said the same thing when you were asked the question. I'm not criticising you, Jack. <laughs> I'm saying you basically said the same thing. And that same thing, but said in a different way was, we would miss him less than what we would miss Jordan Pickford. So I think people are looking now. They might dress it up and go, "He's bang average, right?" That's that's one way. That might just be someone's way of articulating. He's not really done much for Everton. And when people look at it, I see. I 
look at him slightly differently, and I might be wrong here, and I'm, I'm quite sure people are sh- shouting at the screen telling me I'm wrong, but I look at some of his performances, and I've seen the level that he can get to. Southampton at home, he was, he was brilliant. He scored a goal, was driving us through. The pity was there was 10 others who were crap that day, including our goalkeeper, by the way. Right? He just had a, had a bad bad day, and then asked, you know, our star boy came on and was hell-bent on costing us the game, which he did. It, Arsenal at home, I thought he was magnificent, don't I? We beat them when he was magnificent. Liverpool at home, the derby at Goodison, I thought he was fantastic. Really brilliant, all over the place. And I've seen those thing, those bits, and that's the frustrating for me, the frustrating thing for me, Crystal Palace at home, is that he's shown those glimpses, and you go, that's what I want every week. Can you get me that performance most weeks? Because if you do, it takes us to here. And I think people are frustrated because they've seen a level and then they've seen other games. I think back just off the top of my head, Forrest away. He was diabolical. He hardly touched the ball. And you're going, you're playing Forrest, mate, who were in a bad run themselves. And their strengths are very much in their front players, not the midfield. And yet he just walked around, in fact I think he got dragged off, he just walked around the pitch, very soon he was back out the team, because obviously Sean Dice wasn't happy with that. Oh yeah, and you know, it's got zero problem with people saying, oh he, he was rubbish today, if he was rubbish, mm. because I said the same after the Forest game, I yeah. criticised him. That was just one, it was a few like that. Oh but, yeah. yeah, that's just an example, yeah, 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 he, yeah, he did have some poor games in that mm. period, but I just think for me, when like you brought up me saying like not missing him, I'd yeah. I'd miss him less than I'd miss the fella who's been our uh, fans player the season the last two years. I would still miss him. Yeah. I just wouldn't miss him as much as, as much. Pickford. Yeah, yeah. And then went I, with the money side wrong. of it as well. I don't want him to go really because I'd like Everton to build on. Because I actually think if you if you keep him another year, I actually think that sixty goes to seventy five because I think he'll be good next season in the Premier League. I think he. I like the fact he's got that little bit of arrogance about him. I just want more consistency, yeah. but I wouldn't choose to sell him. My problem with Jordan, it's not a problem with Jordan Pickford, my thing with Jordan Pickford, where I think Everton might have an issue, is if Manchester United do come knocking on the door. Because if they come knocking on the door for him, is he at 20, is he 29 now, Jordan? Is I think 29, yeah. 28, 29, I think he might be 29. At 29, 30. I mean, if only we, if only I could just, I'll, I'll find it now. Um, at 29 years of age, right? 29. In- 29. England's goalkeeper. Chance of playing the Champions League, play for the biggest club in the world, or or the, or the second biggest club in the world, if you say Madrid the bigger. It's one of those two. And win. Have a chance of win stuff. You know, Manchester United won a trophy this season. Win a few FA Didn't Cups. He? Could win that. an FA Cup, two an FA Cup, five, you know, different things like that. He would have a, I think he'd have a, a big choice for me. And if you're him, are you really going to stay at Everton? If I was Jordan Pickford, would I really stay at Everton if Manchester United come knocking? I wouldn't. But I, that doesn't mean I don't think he loves Everton. And it doesn't mean I don't think... I don't believe Jordan Pickford would make any kind of waves to try and leave Everton Football Club this summer. I don't think he'd be like that to his agent, see if you can get me to United, see if you can get me to Tottenham, see if you can get me to Chelsea. I just don't believe. Some would players... do the Troy Deeney thing if you've seen that on Twitter the last few days. No. With, um, I said when um, Leicester wanted them in 2016 I think it was, Yeah, uh, one of them from Watford and um, he told the owner and he said I'll injure every player at the club if you don't sell me. 
And in the end, he said, please just uh, tell us what you want. And uh, we'll keep you. He said, I want you to get rid of that speed bump on the way into the train and ground because it's wrecking my car. And he took it out. And he stayed. Yeah, yeah. There you go. I, I, yeah, I don't see Pickford doing that, no. I'll be honest. Um, good story, though. But, but I think he would have a big decision to make. And I would anyone blame him? Would you Would you blame him if he went, no, it's I'm going to go to Manchester United? Oh. Would you blame him? I think when you've got an English goalkeeper in the Champions League, another English goalkeeper in the Champions League, pushing his... Uh, you know, Southgate likes him anyway, you know that. But he, he, he himself... I wouldn't blame him if he thought, I need to go and play in the Champions League as well to reinforce my, like, I'm number one. Mm. And it's but, not just that anyway, you know, he's a, he's got years left anyway. Um, but he's, he's a top, top keeper and Everton are doing nothing at the moment. Mm. So you can't, wouldn't blame him if he did go to a top club. The Spurs thing, it's sort of like they're a bigger team at the moment and, um, but I don't see what difference would it make other than the perception of, Spurs are a bigger team. I don't think he'd necessarily go and win trophies with Spurs. So, for me, unless it was like a United, um, I can't really see him going anyway. Bear in mind as well, this is a player who has no prior affiliation to Everton. It's not like he grew up an Evertonian and he'd be leaving his boyhood club or anything. He's obviously very fond of the club and loves it a lot and has a lot of respect for the club. Mm. But it's not like he'd be, you know, turning his back on his boyhood club or anything. It'd be a player who likes the club he's at a lot reluctantly leaving to because it's obviously a much better career move for him and you know it's like a, a relegation fight or you know like bottom half versus you know, champions league and potentially winning cups and playing for like the biggest team in the world like you say it's you, you couldn't blame him or i'd hate to leave i'd hate to lose him and this you know i'm not trying to give him reasons to i'm not trying to you know make it sound amazing for him or anything but you, you couldn't hold any ill will towards him if he did no no, absolutely. Um, I'm just looking to see what people are saying there. Uh, Garen says Onan is a huge prospect. Yes, yes, we know he is. That's what we're saying. Um, metaphorically, metaphorically and literally as well, because he is quite big, isn't he? Mm-hmm. Wamey Spoon says, "What does Onana do?" And the Blues says, "Every now and again, Onana will drive us forward, but that's not his game. That's the equivalent of a defender hitting the ball, so he'll never do it again. But he does do it though. If you go and watch him for when he was playing in France, he he does drive Belgium. He drives them forward. I get it. I, I actually think he's gonna end up a number six, like a a Rodri type. In that, not exactly the same as Rodri. You know, and if he scores the win in the Champions League, finally he'll have done well in his career, the kid." But that ability to take the ball, but he's also that physical presence to win things. I think he could be brilliant there. But just right now, while you're developing him, he's between two positions, isn't he? Almost. Um, I don't. What I don't think he is is Fellaini. I don't think you can no. throw him off the striker and go just be big and win headers. He's just not that type of player at all. Um, I think you know tackling and all that stuff. Like yeah, yeah, and well, yeah, as a midfielder, he can do that role. So, yeah, listen, Onana, big prospect, but if people, if people want him, you know, if people want to take that gamble with him and, and spend that money, do it because I think if you put him in a good side, I think he'd develop. The, the other thing as well, and it is it, it is a thing. Is I've seen someone there, someone just saying, "Bash, we can't sell. We need to rebuild, not sell our assets." It was Mark. Um, I know, Mark. I'm not. I'm not advocating selling the assets, but the problem is Everton will have a very limited transfer budget, and therefore, what do we do? 
Bial, it's your choice, right? Let's let's be like, as John Blaine and say, let's be binary with it, right? So you've got a yes or no. If Everton keep this squad, will Everton survive comfortably next season in the Premier League, or will they either be relegated or fall from bottom again? If there's no additions brought into it. If there's no additions, I think at best we'll be struggling to stay up. Mm. At the very best, right? So therefore, none of us want that. And we know that there has to be new additions. And they, and if Everton said, right, well, we're not letting anyone go and we're going to try and add on to the squad, the best we could hope for is a few free transfers and hope that that's good enough. Okay, again, not, not saying there's anything wrong with that, but when you look that way, and you look at it like that, Everton need to bring some money in from somewhere. And the only way we're going to do it is probably by selling one of these two players. And the only... This is where the question comes from on the Super Chat before. Is it Pickford is your own honour if you had to choose to sell one? Ideally, Mark, I said before, I wouldn't be selling anyone. I'd have, we'd have a pot of money. And what I'd be saying is, generate me 50 million quid to spend this summer. And we're going to go and do it properly. We're going to Europe and we're paying down payments of threes and four million quid and we're getting five, six players in and the pot that we've outlaid will be 50 million and we will guarantee to sell a player by the 30th of June next year. That's the gamble we're taking but that gamble will put Everton in a totally different position and Everton immediately, for me, if they got the right players and if they did it properly, put it this way, if if we could, in a mythical situation, right? Situation, SIT, just for the ones who say they say SID. Um, imagine if we give Brighton or Brentford that 50 million and went like go and get us like half a dozen players I imagine they could bring in half a dozen players for that kind of outlay and at least four of them would be good that'd be good and that that outlay by the way Sky had probably reported as 90 million 100 million but it would actually physically be 30, 40 million pound that you've found. That's paid. what's actually gone now, out the bank. Now, okay, it? we have to find 30, 40 million pound next summer to pay them. Of course you do, but that's where the planning comes in. And that's where, A, if Everton were to finish five places higher, it's a big if, by the way, but if Everton were to finish five places higher than they did this season, and that's 12th, and we'd be celebrating, which is horrific, but that's where we are. Everton get about 11, 12 million quid in prize money alone, extra than what we haven't budgeted for. So that comes in. So there's a couple of down payments immediately just for doing better. Then some of those players, you might, one of those players, you might go, he looks quite good. We know a few teams are going to be buzzing about him next summer. So we'll do the deal on him. We'll take the hit on that. We've got five in, we'll take the hit on one, like we were saying before. I think that's the only way we can ever... We can ever position ourselves back where we can actually build on top of stuff. Well, the club needs to generate money somehow, doesn't mm. it? That's the main yeah. thing. We can't just rely on having a rich benefactor that'll always be able to pump money in. Mm. And then through no situation relevant to football, we'd lost our benefactor in a way. We lost Usmanov and his mm. millions and his sponsoring the corner flags on Finch Farm and finding oh, yeah. creative ways to funnel money into the club. We lost that. And no, that wasn't really a situation anyone at the club could preempt. Mm. But what it did expose was that the club wasn't making money any no. other way. The no. club wasn't generating Spot money. On, mate. Absolutely right. Commercially, probably underperforming. But that's something John Blaine could probably tell you more about. But what I could tell you more about is we weren't bringing in the players who could th- be moved on. Jack, I think our commercial revenue, I might be massively wrong here, but I'm sure I got sent it the other day and it again. 
I'm sure it's 30 or 40 million quid. Everything, all in. Oh, that's it. Everything. Liverpool's is 200 and something million. I was speaking to, I said this last week, speaking to one of the lads and they were bemoaning how poor their commercial revenue is. And I was like, ours is just like 35, 40 million. And he was like, oh, oh, okay. And he was like, well, we get that for one deal. That's what we get for but, the hot dogs. Like, yeah, you know what I mean? So I'm never saying we could attract what no. Liverpool could because we're, we're not that team. But we should be doing better than we should. If you think about the same city, the same league, that kind of thing, you would you would surmise Everton could at the very least get nearly half or, or certainly a third of Liverpool's commercial revenue, which yeah, would probably yeah. be double what we're getting. I think it's a third of it. Yeah, a third. It's not not that much. And we will. We when we move to to new stadium next season, our revenue will go up. More seats, more commercial more sponsors. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, I think it's the top six thing, really, isn't it? Because I imagine there is quite a, a steep drop off from mm. the you know the big six. Yeah, and yeah. the rest of the clubs. But yeah. yeah, yeah. Obviously, the club could be doing more if it's only generating thirty, forty million. You're like do a little bit better at least can't it you'd expect so but then it? the other thing is bringing in players for 20 plus million 25 million 30 million and leave for nothing or next for nothing your Walcott your Allens your Cenk Tossens your Yannick Balassies your Morgan Schneiderlands all players who come in for big money and then leave for nothing at the end of the deal or we get very little for yeah yeah and if you bring it it's like I said with Moise Keane that player can underperform but if they're younger, you can probably get at least a bit of that money back because teams can still look at them and go, no, I see how we can still be good. And you might not get the full transfer fee back, but if you can get half of it back, that immediately halves the loss you made on that player. And if we'd have done that with five, six players over the few years, we'd have almost halved our losses. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's mad. Uh, on the super chat, we've got a super chat from Tom, or Tomo, rather. Um two super chats and said from Tomo yeah but he forgot to write in the first yeah, one yeah. he said it's I forgot one, forgot to type in the other one but nice one Tomo I mean we've said it before become a premier member but there you go uh, but thank you very much for your super chat says hey, one thing to think about with United they want them as back up to push the hair to be better yeah but the same thing with that is the hair won't or hasn't up to now agreed to sign a new deal he wants something like 400 grand a week or whatever United and net for me. United are never ever ever gonna give them that kind of money again. So it's a different one. Here's one for you. And seeing this over, seeing this over the weekend, this will split people. It'll absolutely split people. But I'm gonna ask it anyway. Go on. First of all, make sure you subscribe and hit the like button here, please. It really helps the channel. Bigger, you know, the bigger the channel gets, guests, everything else all of that but so thank you very much just hit that like and subscribe take it a second thank you and also subscribe to toffee tv football which is going to change its name soon as well but subscribe to that uh, anyway back to it ross barkley on a free no yes or no 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 okay explain why i don't think he's anything are you yeah no, 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 I'm just asking the no, question. I think I'm just asking the question. He's nothing like the player he used to be he went. when he was at Everton as a kid. If if he was still that brave, aggressive player with a bit of cockiness and arrogance, you could make things happen. Yet I would, but I don't think he's that player anymore. Okay, okay. But my my thing with Ross Barkley is, and again, this isn't this doesn't mean go and get him back because we've like we've said before, we've been down this road before, haven't we? Um, my only thing with him is we just don't have anyone 
who is even similar to the way he could travel with the ball. And he still travels with it like that. It's just not, he's just not as good as what he was and, and a free transfer. And I get all of that, but I also get anyone who goes, no, 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 no. But you know what? Everton might need to be looking in some of these positions just because it's a body. And that ain't, that's not a great position to be in, is it? And that's why I want us to do the other side of this, which is look at these other leagues, look at the potential, go and get some of these players in, piece bits together. But we have to get the attackers right. Yeah, and while I would like some, you know, that not guarantees as such, but safer bets like your Musa Dembele's, I wouldn't mm. mind us taking a few risks. Go go in on some unknown quantity. It'll cost not much money, but if if it works, it's a, it's a big success. It's yeah. you know, and if it doesn't, it's no harm done really because you've got your your Dembele's in who probably will perform. Yeah. It, you know, take a risk on someone like uh, that duck at Aberdeen. I don't know if it's a duck or duck. Yeah, yeah, I know what you mean, yeah. Um, the, U- the UK, yeah. Yeah, 21 years mm. old. He's like well, I haven't have watched him a few times. Yeah, I've got the 16 them, so. goals and I don't mm. know it's in Scotland, but, you know, he's a young player. Mm. Take a risk on someone like that for, for 4 million. It bring obviously brings someone more established in as well, but, mm. you know, if you need to sign two forwards, get, you know, established forward like. Dembele and then you know a, a younger player a bit more of a risk but you know if it works we've got a, a high potential young player for very little money yeah no it, it is isn't it it's it is it's a difficult one isn't it it is a difficult one um you're just looking at we're just looking at everybody is we're just looking at everyone aren't we and, and things that are bobbling around at the moment you know in an ideal world we'd have been able to go and get Yori Tielemans because he, he's a lovely footballer but yeah, we we're not at that level, and we money wise, and and he did. He has, I think Villa will probably pick him back up because, but he has dropped off over the last year. But I I thought he was nailed on to go to uh, nailed on to go to someone like Liverpool to be honest, or yeah, Arsenal, Arsenal on a free transfer. Yeah. But they must have looked at it and gone, no, he he has dropped off, and he's twenty six. Will he be? Will he be someone who um, who doesn't ever get it back when that yeah. one stage? He looked, did start very young. As well. Oh, did it? Well, I, th- Martin, I remember Martinez trying to was, was into when John Manners was interested in bringing him here before before he moved. Um, before Leicester ended up getting him, but he'd moved first, hadn't he? And then Leicester got him. But it is the way it is, isn't it? Matt Sumner says I like Clark at Sunderland. Okay, he struggled at Spurs, but it's off with Sunderland. Jack Clark, yeah, we yeah. were linked with him last week. Looks never really got a chance at Spurs. Mm. He's brought in for quite big money from Leeds, but never really even got a chance with the first team, I don't mm. think. But he's done well with Sunderland over the last year. Yeah, What What are you thinking about Diallo as well? I'm a Diallo. Yeah, he's an interesting one. So he's just went and had a great season and championship mm. with Sunderland. I think the thing that puts me off a little bit is he had a loan spell at Rangers. Mm. The season just gone and he, he looked poor. He looked off the pace in Scotland. Mm. Obviously, he's played in England now and he's done well in the Championship, but I, I do worry about him making that jump to the Premier League. Yeah, he, He's not one I'd say no to, mm. put it that way. Just maybe you look at other players first. See what happens, yeah. Kane says, I'm all over Dembele to Everton, but we definitely need another option too. My biggest wish this window is Damari Gray goes to Fulham. Honestly, don't understand what people are talking about when they say he's our most creative player. He's terrible. Scored a few goals last season, but look at the games, the goals coming. He's not an Everton player in my eyes. He's all for himself and thinks he's better than what he is. Fair enough, Kane. I think he's done all right for, for one and a half million quid. 
yeah. think the thing is, if you could, if you know you've got a better player coming in, because there are better players out there, you take that in a heartbeat. Mm. Ten million for Demandy Gray from a one point five million transfer. That great business. It's just wild. We've got no one else. You can't really lose five goals, can you? Mm. Danny says uh, on Dembele, he's better than Maupai, but not the type of striker Everton need. We need a physical and athletic presence. Sammy would have been perfect. Shame about that. I've seen Dembele be physical and athletic, though. Do you know what I mean? I'm not saying he's perfect, because he isn't. Sammy's done for a year, isn't he? So that's out the door. Would Everton go back for Armando Breuer at Chelsea and try and get him on loan? It's another one. He's another back one, though. Injury. He's back from an injury. It's that ship sailed. It's, it's hard, isn't it? Because it's you're trying to just grab people, aren't you? Uh, Paul Callow says, just wanted to say huge thanks to Orlando Everton Supporters Club who welcomed me to the Harp and Kel Pub to watch the final match of the season while I was on holiday. What a great atmosphere and a well-needed result. Not to be celebrated, but we were all full of relief. I was telling them to all follow Toffee TV for the best Everton content. Some were already Premier members. Uh, special thanks to Laura, Lee Shields, Andrew Hicks and Andy Neal. Nice one, Paul. Cheers, mate. Hello to the Everton Orlando Supporters Club. Uh, Spruce says, hi, lads. Last night I was randomly going through YouTube and ended up watching uh, Everton 4, Brighton 2 game from the COVID season. Two things of note. We played some quality football in that period and Hammers was unbelievably good. He was. Uh, Maupai was a complete nuisance and Brighton knew how to get the best of him. He scored one by being Pickford's face and reacting to a mistake. He just seemed a different player to what we have. Still think he's crap, but maybe why we went for him. I don't know. He had a bit more spring in a step at uh, Brighton, didn't he? But mm. you just don't know if that ship sailed of him. Like he said, he said the other day he's flourished in yeah. England for a while. Maybe the flowers wilting a little bit now. Maybe, maybe. he's... Now, he's been an angry man for a long time. Maybe he's starting to mellow out a bit. Mm, maybe. Absolutely. Uh, Steve P says, Baz, you're on to South Korean winger for Mallorca, Lee Kang. Um, he's got 50. I haven't seen him, to be honest, mate. I'll have a little look at him, Steve. I've not seen that one. £15 release clause. He's only 22. He's definitely someone we should be looking at for that price. Football, man, anyway. uh, also, Strasbourg centre-back, uh, Alexander DQ is currently available on fleet transfer. He's twenty. I've heard, yeah, I've seen DQ. He's on twenty grand a week. Makes sense. They're the type of ones, aren't they? The same with you know uh, Martins uh, or Caracol as he is, who's uh, the left back three in in Germany. The same, you know. We talked before, haven't we, about Bonafide? You know, there's loads. There's loads who we could be all over, and we should be all over. You know, you've yet you've mentioned Bonafide. You've mentioned Emmanuel Emger. Um, for less than that, I'd rather have either of them to regarding at the price. Um, yeah. No, you're right, Steve. Everton, these are the ones we've got to go for. Forget about the likes of, you know, Weghorst and Che Adams. Be a bit creative. Uh, Stephen Lamb says, anyone heard our pages? Got hammered on Friday night at Ned's gig. Not, that's not good. Where were you gigging, Ned? It's not good. St. Helens. I don't know if Hammond is accurate. Yeah. Right, last couple. Dan Wyatt says, not sure if I'm impatient or just infuriated with Everton's recruitment. 30 minutes on transfer.com. It's clear there's so many decent and realistic players in all positions on a free. If our fans can see this, what is our recruitment team being paid for? It's a good question. It's a good question. Mark Max says, last season when Decore was out of the team, we fell apart. If we can't strengthen that area, oh, sorry, yeah, what would your choice be to replace him? Ali or McNeil or a young lad? 
is there any is there any hope for Deli Ali? Not for me, no. If the thing is with the way the deal's structured as well, whereas if you play him a few times, we've got to pay Tottenham money we don't have. Give him no chance, I just wash our hands of it. And the fact I don't think he cares about football anymore. I think he's done with it. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Um Michael Wood says it how much money in a transfer kitty would you be happy with if we had to sell on and a pick for the both? I reckon I'd be happy selling both if I knew a minimum of 60 million was going in the kitty. It's who you'd get. Oh, nah, nah, yeah, because there's lots of midfield players you can replace them. You know, we were linked again. We were linked last week with the likes of um, Batista, Batista Mendy. You had Ange, who's 23, 5 million quid. Players like that. Physical, mobile. Um, there's a lot of those type of players around, so you could piece the Onana thing together. Pickford, Lafont in France would be a good sign. Could Everton get him? Don't know. It's what kind of, what your choices it's are a big with the risk, goalie, isn't it? But if Everton are on it, if Everton are aware that there's interest for Pickford, then you'd like to think they've got some kind of list ready to go. But um, I don't know with the transfer, you'd want as much as possible. But I, I just want to see invention. I want to see different players. I want to see Everton doing something different. I want us to sign someone I've never heard of before. Mm-hmm. You want to see more of a... More of a structure. We were talking about this on, I think, Friday or Thursday, about like when we were bringing in players like Bradthwaite and Dominic Cabot-Lewin for the money we did. You could see like a plan and a structure with them. You don't get that now. And even like even like players like Onana, we should have, have his replacement coming in ready at the age of like 17 and 18 and so they can walk into the first team when he eventually leaves and he's the same sort of player. You don't have to go out and find someone exactly like him or change the style of play because he's out the team and someone else completely different is back in. You need to start finding these replacements early. Maybe we should have a Pickford replacement lined up. Maybe our number two for the next season, if we can go and find one, should be a young, you know, a young up and coming English goalkeeper who mm. will eventually replace him. Yeah, good shout. And Jonathan Richards says Dembele and Martins and Robles on a free it make perfect sense. Sell Gray for ten million, get the Arlo on loan, signs Jocheres for eight million plus Sims. There's not a chance we get. Jocheres for 8 million quid plus Ellis Sims. We might get 3 or 4 million for Ellis Sims. They want 25 for Jocheres. He's not making up a 12 million deficit. Not a chance. Not a chance. And what's mad is he actually outscored Jocheres in the first half of last season. Had a better goal. And him, Ben Brayton, all of them. He was outscoring all of them. So that kind of tells you what it's like. Even though I've seen Jocheres and he's interesting, I don't know whether... He could do in the Premier League, I don't know, but he's an interesting player. It's mad how players are viewed, isn't it? Because if Ella Sims was playing for Sunderland and Everton were looking for a Premier League striker, looking for a striker to buy him from the Championship, he'd be at least fifteen, eighteen million pounds at least. And yet we've got him I'm, I'm saying we might get three, four, five million quid for him. It's the it's same mad, isn't it? yeah, it's the same with the Bramfweight thing, because there was a twenty one year old, two footed big tall English centre-back playing in the Dutch league and winning trophies now we'd all be desperate to sign them but mm-hmm. because you've already got them we're a bit unsure on them aren't we yeah that is mad isn't it it's absolutely mad so we'll see right that is us done hit that like button on the way out make sure you subscribe to the channel subscribe to Toffee TV Football as well thank you very much we'll be back tomorrow we'll be back on Premier later on with the live but we'll be back tomorrow to uh, at one o'clock to have more of these chats we're here all the way through the summer now so get on to it um, there's another video just gone out on the channel as well which is the attack is it the attacking video now on YouTube and yeah. if you want to join Premier then you get to watch the 
Premier Player of the Season. Oof. Let me go through mine, Barry's and Peter's predictions yeah. for the season just gone and how we were. Some of them are embarrassing. My we, top scorer, it, it shout is. We really got our names. We got our names. Full names. Full so, names. There you go. Sunday names. Big thanks to. You. <laughs> if you want to watch that, obviously, be a, that's not on YouTube. So go and do it. Go and do it. It's uh, three pound fifty a month. It's worth it. We think so anyway. Big thanks to Jack. Thanks for watching. Cheer all late. Have a good day. Bye.